What is up, Wholesale to Million family? Welcome back. I haven't done one of these in a long time, but you're going to love my special guest today. Today is the powerhouse interview. She is here representing for the ladies. She's doing right now 50 to 60 G a month. And her main source is cold calling. So for those of you who is cold calling is one of your marketing strategies, then you need to listen, take notes, because I'm going to have her drops some bomb. So put your hand, put your thumb together. If this video, if you like it, add any value to you, be sure to smash the thumbs up. If you're new to the channel, welcome to the family. Smash the subscribe button. Make sure to turn on the bell notification so when I upload a new video or when I go live, you get notified. So help me welcome Danielle. What's going on? Hey, doing good, Kong. How about you? Danielle, I want to say thank you so much for taking time to jump on uh, and to do this with me. Mm -hmm. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Appreciate yeah. that. So Danielle is actually in one of um, it's 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 in um, one of our mastermind uh, collective genius, and I'm telling you, this girl is a hustler. <laughs> so Danielle, I love to, I know that the wife gets to probably know a little bit about your stories, but I mm -hmm. haven't. So if you can share with me and everyone your stories. I kind of want to know the background, what's going on, and then uh, uh, we can talk about your uh, uh, the business. Okay. Well, again, thank you for having me on here. Uh, again, my name is Danielle Kwasi, and uh, I'm originally from West Africa. Uh, there's a country called Ivory Coast, and uh, that is where I'm from. So the accent is French. A lot of people usually ask me, is that from China? I'm like, no, it's not. It's French. <laughs> So um, I came here to America when I was 16 uh, to go to college. And, uh, you know, after college, I, I was supposed to go to law school, but then I fell in love with real estate. And uh, since then, I just decided to do it. And I never got to go to law school. Wow. So, Danielle, um, so you're a very smart, very intelligent uh, gal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> gotcha. So... You came over to America at the age of 16 mm -hmm. and you came over like no high school, just go straight to college. Oh, yeah, I did high school back home. So I, I finished everything. I was first of my class back there. And then, wow. you know, after that, I just came here. So I finished high school. So you went to college when you came over here. Mm -hmm. Just for college. I came just, just for okay, college, just for college. after that. Yeah. Gotcha. So just for college for law school. Did you like how many years? How many years did you go for? I did like the four year thing. Um, so I think I graduated when I was 21. Yeah, the year I was 21 is when I graduated. So, um, yeah, four and a half because I did. Yeah, you have to do the English thing first, you know, English school. Then after that, you can start college if you pass the test. So I think by the time I graduated, it was like 2017. Uh, May 2017, and yeah, that's when I graduated. Oh, wow. Tw okay. So, so you went to law for what? No, I didn't go to law school. I went to college for oh, political science. No, political science uh, with an emphasis on pre-law, you know, studying pre-law, you know, contracts and stuff like that, negotiating disputes, things like that. So. Gotcha. So, Danielle, uh, so... When you came to America and obviously to go to law school, to go to, like, like what did you initially 
wanted to become when you graduated from college? I actually wanted to be a, uh, a, 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 an international lawyer. So like um, lawyers that do, that handle trades between countries yep. and things like companies. That's what I wanted to do because I love traveling. So I was like, well, if I'm an international lawyer, maybe I get to travel a lot. <laughs> but I think behind that, there was a business. It was always a business thing. I just didn't want to go to court and argue. That wasn't my thing. I really wanted to be in the negotiation thing, you know, um, the discussion and things like that. That's what really motivated me. That's what I was passionate about. Talking to people, solving issues between parties, you know, um, that's what I liked, you know, so. That, gotcha. Gotcha. So, Daniel, uh, did you come here by yourself or with a family or what? Well, when I came, my mom came at first with me. She came to drop me off. And then I stayed with my brother because my brother had been here for, I think, eight years before I came. So he already knew how things were working and everything. So when I came, I stayed with him um, to go to college. And, you know, after two or three years, I left him and I, I moved in on my own. Um, but I had family here, but I, it wasn't easy. You know, you come at 16, your mom drops you, you know, yeah. gives you a little bit in your pocket and she's gone. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. And learning the language too, I mean, it was tough at first learning English. Um, cause you know, you're doing political science, you, your English has to be, it has to be tough, you know, cause you can't go through those big classes, reading 20 pages for each class and, and not understand English that you just can't, you know? Right. Um, so I like that as a challenge as well. So that, that helped me to learn faster, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and speak more flu- and speak fluently, you know, as, as things went on. So, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Wow. Oh my gosh. I, I did not know that. Okay. So now what, when did you, when did you, um, Daniel, when did you initially got into, uh, the real estate? Okay. So after, I think during my junior year, uh, 2016 to 2017, I think I was, uh, I was doing trading at first, right? I love trading. So I was doing oh, stock trading. trading. Yeah. Currency trading. Oh, stock. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like, I was doing uh, that because listen, I wanted, I wanted to make more money. I don't know. Like I was 19 or something. And I was like, listen, you gotta start learning how to make more money. You can rely on daddy to send you money all the time. Right. So <laughs> I, I wanted something that was going to make me money. And, uh, I did trading. Then I didn't, you know, I didn't have a mentor or someone to help me doing that. And toward the end of 2017, I learned about, um, wholesaling in, in November, uh, from November to December, I read uh, a lot of books, uh, listened to a lot of podcasts, um, and a lot of podcasts. I was listening to Wholesaling Hink. Okay. There was that one. Um, then which other podcast was there? There was that guy, The Flip Man on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. I don't yeah. know his name, but <laughs> like Ty. Ty. Yep. Ty. Yes. AKA the flip man. Yep. The flip man. Good dude. I like that dude. I, mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. watched a lot of his videos and then, good dude. yeah, good dude. And there was a local guy here in my market that was doing wholesaling. So I went up to him and I was like, well, you know, can you help me? And we met in November. So from November to December, we were together. Of course you have to pay. So I used my tuition money to pay the dude. You know, um, because I couldn't, then I couldn't pay my tuition the following semester. <laughs> so uh, he, he showed me uh, the contract, how to wholesale, and then 
on January 6th, I got my first deal. Um, 2018? I got my first deal, but I was still in college. I was still in college at that point. So when I did the first deal, after that, I didn't wholesale again till July because I had to finish school. I was, ah. it was my last year of college. So, you know, they drill you. You have like a lot of stuff to do, 20 yep. page papers. So I was like, I'm not going to do it, you know. And, and it was driving. I was living three, three hours from where I am right now in Omaha, Nebraska. So I, I couldn't drive every, every week doing, you know, seven hours on the road. Although I started doing that, but with college it was tough. So I just let it go for you know five months so i could finish college and mm. then after that i started again uh till december gotcha, so. gotcha. <laughs> well so danielle so you okay so <clears throat> i want to know the month that you the month that you discover wholesaling do you remember it was november it was november right okay the end so of november yeah i think it was on november 28th the guy told me a body is like well there's you like real estate but there's this strategy called wholesaling 2016 november 2016 yeah november 2016 uh it's like there's that strategy that you can do it's called wholesaling and he walked me through it uh and it was toward the end of november like november 26 28 something like that i remember that because that was it that was an important day i drove to come and meet him three hours away from where i was came to meet him and we spent like two hours talking you know and he, sh- he told me, if you do this thing seriously, it's going to take all of you. That's what he told me, you know, and it was, it was really honest. It's like, it's going to take work, but if you are, if you are willing to do it, which it seems like you want to do, you, you can do it. Um, it's, you're going to be successful at it. And I was like, okay, well, let's just do it, you know? And that so, is- now, so, so, so you hire him, you hire him on as a, as a mentor. As, as a mentor. Okay. Yes. I hired now, him as a mentor. How do you know him? Uh, how did I know Sterling? How did I know? I don't even remember how I met him. I think it was online. It was online. He either was on my Facebook, doing Facebook ad thing. And then I clicked on him and I learned that he was in Omaha. And then I sent him an email. Yeah, I sent him an email. And then he said, let's set up a time. That's how I met him. It wasn't at a, any, I know right now a lot of people are in meetups. At that time, I didn't even know what was meetups. So yeah. I think it was on Facebook that I met the dude. And then I sent him a, I, yeah, I sent him a message. And then he said, send me an email to set it up. And then I sent him the email. And that's how I've never seen him before. How much did, uh, um, how much did you pay for uh, the mentor? The first, the first time, I think it was like 2500 I think it was 2500 The guy's cheap. And, and listen, listen, listen. The guy was cheap, but listen, I was in college, Kang. Oh, you're in it, college, you work two jobs, right? Full-time students. Yeah. That was my, that was my saving. And I was grateful my dad had sent me money from back home to pay for my tuition the following semester. Yeah. So I used the tuition to pay the dude. So at that time, right now it looks cheap, but you know, that's, that's one week's marketing right there. Yep. But I, now, <laughs> yeah, but I, back then it was, it was, it was expensive for me. No, was, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so wow. Incredible. So November and then January, just within a short, maybe let's just say two months, you got yeah. your first deal. 
It was actually 30 days because we met at the end of November. Okay. So from this, and wow. then, yeah. And then when we, I think the second week was first week of December, we had our first coaching call. And then from then on, January 6th, I got the first deal. And wow. I got it, yeah, I got it cold calling, by the way. So. Oh, yeah. I, I, I was just going to ask you. So you got it from cold calling. And yeah. that, that's why it became your, 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 your main marketing. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. So now, now, Danielle, initially, I know that you met the guy in like no, late November, but mm -hmm. when did you initially discover real estate and then start listening, learning and all that? It was around August and September. Mm. See, the, the thing is, I really, the, like, I want to point that out, Daniel. Uh, um, like, I want to point that out because a lot of people, like, you mentioned, oh, yeah, November, and then boom, in 30 days. Oh, okay, yeah, it didn't happen just like that. Yeah, okay, so, thank you for, that's what you wanted to point out. I appreciate yes. No, 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 it didn't happen like that. I started learning about real estate way, way, way in August. That's when I started reading the books, going mm. to the library and read the books, right? Like, putting stuff in me, watching the videos. And when I took action, and I was like, well, this is something I want to do when I made the decision. It was in November. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. So, August, yeah. so August, September, October was also part of November was kind of learning, listening, soaking, yeah. soaking up information. Yeah. And then late November you met the guy and then you decided to pull the trigger and do it. Yes. That okay. is correct. So the, the thing is everyone that's listening, I'm not saying that, Hey, can you, can you decide it? Hey, today I'm going to start real estate. And then 30 days later that you can get the, that you can get a deal under contract. Yes. The answer. Yes, it is possible, but I'm telling you that majority of time it's really rare. Like, you know, people get lucky and, and, you know, uh, buy a lot of ticket and win as well. But I'm just saying that you, that I want you guys to understand that it takes time mm -hmm. that, that after 30 days, you can't get a deal. You cannot give up. You just yeah. got to keep on going. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Like you got to put in yourself first, like, cause you go through that transformation period, like, cause during those, those few months before that, I was transforming from wanting to be a lawyer to saying no to going to law school and being in real estate. So that battle, that battle inside yourself, it's a tough one. It's a, it's a tough one that I have to be honest. You have to conquer yourself and make sure that you really, really want to do it. And then you act on it. And I think when people really decide to do it with their heart and really, really love the thing, it doesn't take time before the fruit materializes. When it's taking long and you're not seeing results, you haven't made a decision. That has been my experience. Because mm -hmm. when you make a decision, things start happening for you. That I truly mm -hmm. believe. So. Mm -mm -mm. Now, the... the um, then you, you mentioned that picking between the college and go like, like that decision is hard. W what has helped you or how did you make your decisions? Okay. So my, my brother is my best friend. Okay. His name is Enoch. And he called me one day and he was like, well, you want to go to law school, right? You know, it, it costs money. And I said, yeah. He said, are you going to pay for it? I said, um, well, daddy is going to pay for it. That got daddy? Money. Yeah, daddy. I'm daddy little girl. You yeah, know? okay. Girl, so, you know, he's going to pay for it. And I'll go. He said, well, what if something happens to daddy? You know, what are you going to do there? You're a woman. What, what are you going to do? You know, it's not going to be easy for you. And that conversation that I had with him, he wasn't saying that it's 
something's going to happen to that. It was showing me that, listen, anything can happen. You cannot rely on one person or on someone that's out of you, something that's out of you to help you achieve what you want to achieve. And he's like, is, do you really, really want to go to law school? Why do you even want to go to law school? And I was like, well, that's what daddy told me, go to law school, you know, go learn so you can come and manage your assets in, in, in Africa, da, da, da. And I was like, that's not really what I want to do. I mean, as, the, as I started asking myself those questions, I realized that I didn't really want to be a lawyer, that what I wanted to do was to be in business. But what type of business, I did not know yet, right? So what helped me make the decision was when I really, really learned about real estate because you have to study the thing i'm someone i don't do things unless i study the thing and i'm like this is something that can make my dream or my vision come true can it be a business yes can it provide me with a, a good income to take care of myself and my family if possible yes once those requirements were met i made the decision because in my head now there was no there was no blurred thing. Everything was clear. I was like, yes, I don't want to do the law school thing because that's not me. But it took time to come out of it. It, 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 I, it was a lot of tears to, to say no to that dream that I've had since I was a little girl and say, no, that, that might not be me. Let me give it a try. Let me give it a try to something else. So it, it wasn't easy. But once I knew that I love real estate and that's something I could see myself doing, I did, I just made the decision. I'm like, if I fell, so what? Go back to law school. But fortunately, I didn't. <laughs> Girl, boom. Yeah. Danielle coming in with the power. But see, the thing is, um, you know, Danielle, I, I completely agree with you. It, it's like, it's like, it's like getting in a car and mm -hmm. you don't know, and you don't know where, where the destination is, where you want to go. Yeah. Guess what? You're basically just going to drive around. Mm-hmm. Right. Once you have a destination, like, you know, exactly where you're going, like, like you just cut through traffic, like you just cut through and, and you just go. Yeah. You just go. And you don't have to think what, what, uh, what if, what then, what, the, listen, you waking up in the morning is a, what if, what if you don't wake up? Mm. Right. You know, what if you don't go to work or what if the car doesn't start? There's a lot of what ifs in life. So you cannot just look at the what if or just think about the what ifs. You just have to go out there and, and do it. Just do it. If it works, okay. And I, I personally don't believe in failures. I don't think when, when stuff, are like, stuff happens and they are not what you want to happen, you say failure. It's not a failure. It's a lesson, period. If you learn from it, you won't see it as a failure. You'll just get ready for the next thing because failure is, it has a very negative energy behind it. So when you say you have to go from failure to failure, why are you going to go from failure to failure? Just go from lessons to lessons. And then that's more positive because the lesson teaches you something. You know, that's my way of saying things. Danielle, very, very well said. I love it. So now I want to dive into your first deal real quick here before we get into your main business here. So your first deal. So can you tell, so how much did you made off of your first deal? On that first deal? It's so funny. I made 2,500. It was a um, subject to contract that I wholesaled. So I, I structured this subject to contract for a local flipper. And he was like, well, I'm gonna, you know, help you out. Just give you this, you know, for assigning it to me. Uh, and then as you bring me more deals, we're going to start sharing and more deals happen after that. But it was like a lady that I met, um, that I didn't meet, I called off of Zillow. 
back then Zillow was still, there wasn't a lot of people could call it Zillow for sale by owners. So I called the lady uh, and uh, she was from Nigeria which is a country in Africa too. So you mm-hmm. see, we were already building rapport. We yeah. spent an hour on the phone and she told me that she had a duplex and the duplex, the husband died. So she doesn't want to take care of it. It's too much. Tenants don't pay. Um, so I said, okay, well, let's go, meet, let's go see it. And we went, we see it. I, I saw it and everything. And I told those flipper, you know, listen, I got a deal. Uh, I don't know how this thing is going to work out, but here's what the lady wants. Um, and here's what I, you know, here's what I can wholesale it for. It was five. My 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 uh, fee was five thousand, but then they negotiated my they negotiated me down to twenty five hundred. So I just structured the subject to contract for them, and I wholesale it to them, and I got paid the twenty five hundred, and they took it on as a rental for two more years, and I think they sold it and made fifty grand off of it this year. Woo. So Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Gotcha. Now, now, uh, Daniel, what market are you in? Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, Nebraska. Okay. Uh-huh. Got it. Uh, okay. So now let's get into your main for the cold calling. So, uh, Daniel, how are you, how are you structuring <clears throat> your cold calling for those that say, Hey, I want to do what Daniel's do. I want my main marketing source right now because most people start out, you know, with, with very small budget, right? So mm-hmm. cold calling is probably one of the cheapest way um, to get leads, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain it to you when I started so that maybe the person that doesn't have a lot of, you know, resources to, to start big can, can start. You see, many people overlook Zillow and Craigslist. If I tell you that I don't get deals from Craigslist or Zillow, I'll be lying to you because I still do right? There are those, those, those houses that are listed there for sale by owner. You just need a Google voice number in your cell phone and you can make the call. You know, you never know what's going to happen. So for someone that has a limited budget, I'll say those who are free, free resources that are just right there at your fingertips that you can just call those leads and, and, and ask if they want to sell, you know, go to your page. Um, and then, I mean, as you start getting as you start getting more revenue in, you can start buying the list and skip tracing it. And then, you know, start, start calling on, on, on a bigger scale. But again, even there, you have to also be a bit careful because there are some laws and regulations um, that are in place. So you make sure that you consult with a real estate attorney uh, to tell you about those laws that you should not use an automatic dialer to make your calls. So there are a lot of things in there, but I think to start with, you just need your cell phone and go through, even if it's not a big list, like let's say it's a, it's a pre-foreclosure list and, in, and your county is not big. Maybe you receive 200 numbers from uh, 200 leads for pre-foreclosure in your, in your county, from your county. Go and skip trace that list and you can sit down and, and dial that. You're like, put every number in one by one and call that list. You know, it doesn't have to be big to start. You, you just have to, you know, just do those small steps first. Got Does that answer your question? Or yeah, yeah, are you yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, what can someone do when they start? Yep, absolutely. So, okay. Daniel, you, so you're saying when you first started, you were co-calling Craigslist and Zillow. Yeah. How many yeah. hours? How many hour? How many hours were you doing a day co-calling? Okay, so I'll start at nine thirty, and I'll be co-calling till seven. But of course, I'll take lunch break. Nine thirty a.m. Yeah, nine thirty a.m. Seven p.m. Yeah. 
all day long. I was on it. I was on it. And sometimes if I had a, like an, a, a, an appointment, if I had appointment in the morning, then I start calling from maybe two to like seven, seven thirty or eight, push it a little bit. But that all day long I was calling. I, I didn't have an office at the time. So I'll go to the local library, uh, sit there with my laptop, free internet, you know, and then, and then, <laughs> and dial. Yeah. That, wow. That's what so, so you cold calling at least eight hours a day. Mm -hmm. For those of you who, who never cold call before, I'm telling you, it's, it's tough. It's, it's brutal. It's, it's brutal. It's exhausting. <laughs> it drains you. Like it drains you, dude. Yeah. Done it. I know it. So I brought her on because <laughs> she is, <laughs> she is hustling through the cold calling and one of the toughest thing and, uh, she made it happen. It's, it's insane. Now, Danielle, how long, so eight, at least eight hours a day, mm -hmm. were you doing seven days a week? I was doing six because oh. Sunday, yeah, I use Sunday to plan, go back over some of the things I did because I was tracking myself. What did you do? What, did you, mm -hmm. what can we change? Da, da, da. So Sunday I wouldn't work, but from Monday to Saturday, I mean, I was on the phone. So, Especially Saturday is a good day because people are at home watching right now is what? basketball what is it yeah. what's it football uh, like uh the football football thing. season so they're at home during commercial call them you know instead of them watching the super bowl uh, yeah. commercial whatever it is they're gonna watch it they're gonna be listening to you yeah listening to you and that's when they give you more information because they're like yeah yes we just replaced the hvac yes yeah they are they're open to talking to you during this time so yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So the so those of you ask me what is a good time to cold call? Well, Daniel started at nine thirty a.m. and oh, he doesn't end until like seven p.m. Mm -hmm. So any time in between, you just call. When people ask yeah. me what time is to 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 call, uh, what time is good to cold call, dude, just just hit the phone. Yeah, just pick the phone up and pound the phone. If you caught him at a bad time, to say I'm sorry, I call, you know, just say sorry, and can yeah. I call you back later? What would be a good later? time to yeah? What would be a good yeah, a good time to call time? you back? Sometimes they'll be like, call me after work at at five thirty or something, mm -hmm. and you call them back after five thirty and at five thirty and you talk to them. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, um, Danielle, how long did you how long did you do that for until you until you hire your first employee? Okay, so. Now we're talking 2018 because that's when I, I, yeah, that's when I started doing it full, full time all the time. Um, January, I hired my first employee in wait, March. Wait, 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 January of 18 is when you do it, uh, full time. Yeah. That's when I started. That's when I started the, the wholesaling like full time, because remember after I graduating in July, yep. from July to December, I wasn't really doing much. I was working with like some local flippers. You know, the guys that I wholesale my first deal to, yeah. those guys brought me on, on, on the, as their like secretary type of things. Mm. So I could learn with them, right? But even during my learning period, I closed 11 deals. Ooh, uh, all by yourself? December. Yeah, all by myself. They helped me with leads too, but right. I was doing the negotiations, going on appointments. Wow, okay. I would split the deal with those guys. So then after we, we, know, we separated from January 2018 was when I actually started my company by myself. Okay. So I still had a lot of experience during yep. those, that internship that I had with them. So from January now, I, I was cold calling all day, every day, like 9.30 to 7.00. 
And then I hired my first lady uh, in March, the end wow. of March. I brought her on. Because listen, I was starting, I started getting so many leads. It was mm. crazy for me to handle appointments and still again from nine to, till night time to call people. So I was like, what do I need to do? You know, how do I, you know, how, how do I scale this thing up? And that's when I, I hired my, uh, I hired the, the girl to come and help me out. And yeah. that was the biggest thing. I never looked back. She's still with me. So Wow. Incredible. So Daniel, so Daniel did like from January all the way into March, just cold calling hard every single day, eight hours. Yeah. Oh my God. For like three, at least three months. But prior yeah. to that, prior to that, you were cold calling as an intern as well. Yeah. Yeah. As now, an intern for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Um, okay. So in March, that's when you hire your first, uh, it's a VA? Yeah, it's a VA. Uh, from the Philippines? From the Philippines, okay, yeah. gotcha. So, Danielle, I know that people are, uh, <clears throat> I know that people are having, um, what are some tips that you can give to someone that are, that are afraid of cold calling? Because I get people say that all the time, that they're afraid of cold calling. Okay. That, that it's normal. It's normal. If you don't have that feeling, you're not going to perform. So you need that fear inside of you to help you perform, right? But what I can tell you is you cannot screw up a motivated person. You just can't. Those people that are going to tell you no, they, they are not for you. That's the way I see it. When someone, it's still sometimes I'm on the phone, you know, if I see a lead, I'll, see, I'll still call, call a zero lead if I feel like it's a good lead and my VAs can get to it because of what they are already doing. I'll call, call that person. If that person tells me no, or the, 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 the thing is not working, it's just not working. On to the next. There's that song. Every time I call, call, it's playing. It's called On to the Next by Jay-Z. And I think it's Swiss Beats. It says On to the Next. On, you know the song? Uh, no. On to the next person. If the, this person is not talking to you, on to the next person. Don't even, you know, don't let those energy vampires let your, you know, bring your energy down. Mm. Of course, people are going to tell you no. What are you expecting? It's normal, right? But mm. you're gonna keep on, on to the next. If this person says no, on to the next. And then sec second person, third person, it's going to come out. That person that you need is going to be there. It's going to come. But you got to keep on going till you find him or her. Mm. So that's what I'll tell you. Gotcha. Now, Danielle. When you started, were you afraid of the phone? Like, yes, I was. I was. Yeah. Yeah, so, I was. So you act so because I know some people are, were not, but you were actually. Afraid I was. Of I still am. I still am. It doesn't change. Why would? Why would the feeling? Why would you get rid of it? Why would you get rid of it? It's something that you are not used to doing. And every time you're doing something that you don't feel comfortable doing, it's going to bring that feeling. So it's not, it has, it's nothing like from, you know, I don't know, up, out there. It's, it's normal. Every time you do something different, you're going to feel that way. hundred mm -hmm. percent. So for me, it's not, it's not ignoring the feeling. I know it's there, but I'm still going to go and hit, take my phone and call. I'm not going to let the feeling stop me. There's a difference. When people say, no, you have to get rid of it. No, it's let it do its work, but it's not going to prevent you from taking the phone and making the call. You have to, that's what's going to help you get over it. Or that's, that's what's going to help you get accustomed and used to it. Mm. So of course the fear is normal. Hey, be fearful and then call. That's even better because you won't, you, you know, you won't be like following the script like this, like this. You'll be 
you know, the, it will be easier for you to open because you are not, um, how do you say that? There's in the, you're not like a robot, you know? It's gonna allow you to be human and people feel it. When, when they feel like someone is trying over the phone to help, they feel it. Whether or not they don't tell you that, they feel it over the phone. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of it. I love the phone, I do, I love it. It scares me, but I love it. Because every time I pick up the phone, there's something different. I'm like, I'm meeting someone different. There's, there's a way that I will not talk to someone mm -hmm. in real face that mm -hmm. I can talk, I can talk to them like that over the phone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So now, now, let me ask you this. I, you, I know you mentioned that you were afraid of the phone, but you did anyway, right? Now, mm -hmm. what were you afraid of? Rejection. People ah. hanging up. People yeah. hang up on you, not cussing yeah. at you? Not cussing at me. It's okay. I don't, cussing doesn't do me, doesn't hang do anything to me. Yeah. Hanging up. I hate when people ignore me. Ah. I hate being ignored. That's the thing. Me, I hate it. I don't know about other people, but I hate being ignored. <laughs> so now, so Danielle, so, so the reason why I asked that is because maybe that is somebody's fear is getting, oh, oh yeah. Right? So now my question for you is how did you like that feeling comes up and so how, like, how do you actually get over that do you play the jay-z song or like how did yeah you, of course the jay-z song has to be in the background but listen here's the thing people are gonna hang up on you no matter what that there's there's always gonna be that and in the beginning i think it's the the mystery of oh there shouldn't be any people hanging up on you the phone call should be smooth and then you sign up the deal no listen guys people are gonna hang up on you they're, they're gonna tell you no that is a reality of the of the field you are in. That that's the war. That's that's your war right there. So are people gonna get shot at? Yes. People are gonna tell you no. Yes. They're gonna hang up on you. So once you become okay with that that knowledge, knowing that you're gonna get hang, hang up on, that people are gonna say no to you, you become at ease. Okay. Mm. This song helps too. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> yes. Yes. So what? Whatever, Daniel. Just like you just gotta understand that everybody that calls call, I don't care how good they are. Oh yeah. Okay. They get hung up on. They get hung up on. They get cussed at. They get yelled at. They get scream at. Oh it's yeah. Part of the business. It's normal. You mm -hmm. just gotta understand. It's not. It's not personal. It's not you that they hang up on. It's not you that they cuss at. Mm -hmm. It's just you know. It, it's just they like they are not your client. Right? Yeah. They, 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 they are not the seller that you want to talk to. They don't need your help. So you just got to like, you just need to understand that everybody have, have been through it. Yeah. Even so my call callers, as well. even my call callers still to these days, they are telling me like when, when we do our training in the morning, you know, people are hanging up on us. People are telling us, no, Danielle, I'm like, it's normal. Yeah. It's normal. It's going to happen. Right. It's, it's nothing. It's nothing different it's just the the nature of the business mm. that is what it that's what it is so you have to become okay with it and, and push through you know so right right now um daniel are you are, are you just in one market or are you in different market or what um so i'm hitting omaha lincoln and concept blocks they are all in like it's like you're you, you're it's around me i can drive there i can even walk there so gotcha. yeah because uh, uh, you go out, you go out on every appointment, right? Uh, yes, we still, I still do. So it's like 50, 50, 
right? Um, some appointments I'll go, I'll go out to, some I'll lock up over the phone. Like we got some deals, like two of the deals that we got this week were locked up over the phone. So it's like, sometimes it depends on people are like, yeah, but you gotta come and look. And if it's an old lady, I'm not going to try to to lock her up over the phone. I I I I don't feel good doing that. So I'll go out and meet the lady or I'll send my disposition girl down there to meet the lady or something but we won't go out there. Gotcha. Okay. So now uh Daniel, let's talk about um so let's talk about your your, your business structure right now. So how many mm -hmm. cold So is your main source just cold calling? Yes. That's the main source. Just cold calling, okay? And mm -hmm. what list are you targeting? Uh, right now, we're targeting again from our county. We get the pre foreclosure list. Okay. And uh, I hit the probate list. Probate? Uh, mm -hmm. Probate okay. and pre foreclosure. And then I hit the uh, absentee owners list. That's okay. gold. I mean, I don't know what market you're going to. It's always going to be gold. But now, in there, you know, equity, high equity, stuff like that. So, but absentee list. Gotcha. So, you, so. Those are the three men that would so be. Okay, so the, the, the three main one you're hitting is pre-foreclosure, probate, and absentee owner. Mm -hmm. That's correct. Gotcha, okay. And uh, how many cold callers do you have now? I have five. Oh, dang. And they're doing uh, full-time? Full-time. Oh, two, two are full-time, two are part-time. Two, uh, two are full-time, um, three are part-time. I'm sorry. Gotcha, okay. So two full-time, three part-time. Mm -hmm. um, and what are you using for uh, cold calling? Uh, there's Mojo, which is a good cold calling. Um, how do you call that? Cold calling software. Yep. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Mojo. Mojo. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. So, and how much, how much is it a month? You know? Uh, how much was Mojo? Uh, Mojo. I'm talking about Mojo. Mojo. Uh, I think it's like, uh, depending on, on the seats, if you take the three-line dialer, it's around 150. So 150 a month. Yeah, 150 a month. And then if you have like recorded, they charge you 25 for that. If you record the calls, uh, and then they have other small fees underneath that. But for each seat, I think it's 150 a month. If you take the three-line dialer. But again, you have to consult your attorney because the calls that you make have to be like, you have to enter them manually, mm. not use an auto dialer to do it. So mm. um, you have to be a bit careful of that. So I want to say that you can use the three line dialer, but consult your attorney first to make sure that that's something that is legal for you to do. Gotcha. Okay. So right now you got, so right now you have three full time and two part time, you said? Correct. And they're, so they're cold calling. They, are they mainly qualifying and filtering the lead for you, uh, Daniel? Yes, for acquisition. That's what they do. They have a web form out of Podio. We use Podio as a CRM. Okay. Um, so they have a web form that when they are calling, it's right, right there on the screen. And uh, they would, uh, they, as soon as they're done talking to the person, as they are talking, they fill it out. And as soon as they're done, they click done go straight into acquisition, into audio. Gotcha. Okay. Do you have now, like, do you actually do the filtering or the qualifying yourself anymore, Daniel? Or No, I don't. The cold callers do that. Gotcha. So yeah. what do you mainly do now? I do acquisition. Mm -hmm. um, I just brought on uh, another acquisition girl. Uh, to, I'm training her and she's doing good right now. Uh, so I'm kind of slowly transitioning out of that, but I'm still doing acquisition. I'll say 75% of, of my time is done doing acquisition. 
I don't do coupons anymore, so it's okay. So which means they they filter qualify the leads for you, then it goes over to you. Mm -hmm. You you talk to them. Either you go out or you lock it up over the phone. Correct. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Now and then you also sell the deal as well. No, I don't. I have a disposition oh. manager that does that. So she sells everything. We we call it the. The, the selling machine she's the, seller, the selling machine she's a rock star like if we have like when a deal comes in it takes us sometimes three hours to sell it from the time she gets it to the time she does the showing by the time we don't doing the showing we have an offer and we lock it up it, it is that good but okay. even when we don't have a deal fall through that just doesn't happen we always have buyers for, for deals it, 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 it rarely happens. Like out of 10, we'll only have one because, and that one is because probably the contract expired and the seller doesn't want to renew it because he already has other offers, but everything that comes in a pipeline, we sell. That's the good thing. Wow. So, wow. So if, if you lock 10, 10 deal up or 10 property up on the contract, you, you end up selling all, all nine of them? Yeah, we'll end up selling all nine of them. Yeah. Wow. So, so maybe so one or so fall, uh, falls through. Yeah. Wow, that is a really, really high uh, ratio. Good. Yeah, for you. she's good. I mean, I got, I had some some uh, realty company in town trying to steal her from me, but so <laughs> yeah. So the thing is, Danielle, like, does she? So how do so how do you guys how do you guys market your deal? Okay, we market it off of Facebook. Facebook All marketplace. Yeah, marketplace. Yeah. That's it. Marketplace. Yeah, and other groups. Um, you are the Latino groups too. Um, Latino. Really, yeah, we speak Spanish. I speak. I, I speak French, Spanish, and English. Oh, and, hola, cómo estás, amiga? Um, muy bien. ¿Y tú, amiga? <laughs> <laughs> so that's a big. That's a big, big, big market right there. Um, that's really good. And uh, I mean, it's it's all of the deals that we got. We, we pretty much put them on there. So all of, so all of your deals that you have, you put it on the Facebook marketplace. Yeah. And you're able and we to started building, actually we didn't have a buyer's list till lately because everything we had was getting sold on Facebook. So we just, I mean, since I, I, I joined CG, that's when I started building my buyer's list before that I didn't even have a buyer's list. <laughs> yeah. What? So, wow. Yeah. So because everything that came in, we'll sell it. So we were like, what's the point of building yeah. a list if what we put out there sells, but then, you know, now you start talking about increasing your margins right. and reports. So that's when this comes handy. So, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So be, so before that, that's okay. So before that you get your deals, you just put it on the Facebook marketplace. Do you put the, uh, do, do, do you put the property address? And yes, we, like do. That? we do. We okay. do. Yeah. Some, in some rare instances we want, like sometimes we know the, the if this, the seller is like, well, I see some people putting properties on the, uh, on Facebook, da, da, da. do you guys do that? And if we, if we, you know, we'll tell them, mm. yes, we might do that. But in that case, we won't put the property address mm. on the market. We'll just put the pictures and not the front door and stuff like that. So, but most of the time we will. I see. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Because I know that a lot of people is afraid that hey well if you, i put it on there what if the seller sees it yada yada it, it's have fine. you ever had we that have, we've had that happen and when people t listen you have to be upfront first of all that starts when you're negotiating the contract you have to tell them i intend to either resell it for a profit so i might have i might put it out there uh you know for my for my 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 contractors or my investors buyers 
and you have to be are you okay with that you ask them would you have a problem with that with me putting it out there for other people to look at to see and make an offer on if they tell most of the time the fear is inside they'll tell you what do you mean by that well you know we have different websites on which we we post our properties and sometimes we are lucky we get people who want to buy from us would you have a problem with that uh, then they'll ask you well but am i still you know am i are you still gonna pay me what you're supposed to pay me yes you you you're good you know whatever we agreed upon is still gonna be what we agreed upon nothing is gonna change but am i reselling for a profit be open like that and people will be like okay and if they say no then that's it you know right there you know that it's gonna be a pain if you put it on the market and they catch you but we haven't had a problem with that since we started doing it. I, I never had like a deal fall through because it was on Facebook or somewhere. That that has not happened to me. We never know in the future it might, but so far it does not. Gotcha. Now, have you? I, and and people are going to ask you too. Is I mean, I know people. Uh, people ask this. Have you ever had any buyers that try to go behind your back? And All the time. From? It what? just happened this week. It just happened this week. So how do you handle that? It it hurts. Of course, it hurts. But you cut them out. They are not our buyers anymore. Very simple. I mean, you have to know our core values. We have trust and integrity in there. So if you are not trustworthy, if you don't have integrity, we don't want to work with you. I don't. It doesn't matter who you are, how much you have. I don't. And I put that in my team. Every time when we have a meeting, I drill that into them. We don't. And I tell my disposition lady, that guy went behind us to do this. We are done. You remove him. Even if we don't have a buyer for a deal and this guy shows up, let the deal fall through. We won't go after that. Just no, that, that's mm. me. So there are some things that you have to stand for. Some people are okay with that. I'm not. So. Mm. So now, so have you ever had a buyer? I know there's buyer, there, there's good people, there's bad people. And I know yeah. some people are so afraid that it's their only buyer, but they're so afraid to lose the deal because they're afraid that the buyer goes behind their back that they end up not setting the showing or whatever the case may be. So Danielle, so have you ever had a buyer that, that, that actually stole the deal, went behind your back and actually stole the deal like from you? After like before I locked it up or after I locked it up? After you lock it up or yeah, after you lock it up. That happened this week, yeah. You lock it up. You send yeah, the buyer. I locked it up. We okay. sent the buyer there, and he was friend with the with the owner. And we we didn't know about that. Oh, it's a friend of the friend of the owner, and he told us. So he went there and he talked to the owner that trying to resell it to us for X amount. And yeah, the, the owner was like, "No, it's not gonna happen." But what you can do to protect yourself is you can actually go to the to your court to the courthouse and think you can record it. You can record the, the contract and kind of put a lien on it. So stuff like that doesn't happen to you. So, you know, we are also learning. That shows that we're still learning because I didn't know stuff like that till yeah. now that we can go and record all of our contracts. And if there's anything that happens, we can still get paid. So that happened. Yeah. So, okay. So, Danielle, you, you lock a property on the contract. Yeah. You, the buy went out there and the seller ha happens to be a friend. now. When you send a buyer out to do the showing, are, are you there or one of like, do, do you usually have somebody there? The property there? was vacant. The property was vacant. In this case, they didn't see the buyer face to face, but when they got there, they're like, oh, this is, and they, they look up, they look up the property to see the name mm -hmm. and the address and all that. So when he went, he's like, yeah, this is the guy that owns a lot of properties in this area. I know him. Then they went to him. 
Yeah. Ah. And the owner was honest and he, he told us that. The seller? Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. The buyer, the, the buyer obviously didn't tell you. No, they told us that, no, we're not interested. No, yeah. it's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> so they'll tell you, right? Of course. It's not going to work. The numbers don't work. Yeah. Mm -mm. So, gotcha. And then the buyer went to the seller and then yeah. end, up, end up locking the deal up with the seller and... Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's part, it's part of the game too. Yep. It's the same, like people are going to hang up on you. You're going to have some deals that are going to be like that. Right. Mm -hmm. But does that bring you down? No. And we also had some situation where the owner was living in the property and some of our buyers tried to, to go behind us and, you know, do a contract with the seller. And the seller was like, no, I trust Danielle and her team. I'm not going to do that today. Yep. No matter how much more you're offering us. So, you know, it depends on the contact, on the rapport that you mm -hmm. build with the sellers too, you know. Makes so sense. That, that's not the norm for us to have people go behind us. But this one, I mean, what, what do you want to do yep. with it? Just let it go. Yep, I agree. And what were you guys uh, supposed to make on that deal? <laughs> on that one, it was 10 grand. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. That's so, pretty. Yeah, so now, Danielle, so... Uh, if the property's not vacant and the seller lives there or it's rented, do you usually go to do the showing or, or you have someone? My disposition, they, my disposition manager is always there. We don't just send buyers to go by themselves. It does not happen. Unless we tell them, go drive through and if you are, go, go drive around. And if you're interested, let us know. Like if it's in another city, like an hour from where we live, you can tell them, go drive around. And if you're interested, here's the day and time of showing, come back. But usually we won't send the buyer there by, by himself. No, I don't do that. Maybe mm -hmm. for other people it works, but no, we don't do that. Even if the property is vacant, we always have someone there. Because you never know if the seller is going to decide to come and fix the AC that day and yeah. <laughs> do the boxing. So you always have someone there. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well, the thing is, I, I want to add a little bit to this. Listen, everybody does, everybody do their business a little bit different. Mm -hmm. But I just want to make sure those of you that are listening, that's the way that Danielle is doing it, where she has someone to be there, which is, the, which is that's exactly the ideal situation that you want. You want to make sure that you have someone there to facilitate the showing, making sure that the buyer's not doing any kind of funny business, going try to go behind your back and talking to the mm -hmm. seller. But here is the thing. If a buyer, if their intention is to steal the deal, there's dude that they are going to like, there's, there's, there's nothing that you can do. Yeah. Like, like if they have bad intention like that, like there's nothing you can do. So you get on the phone, you qualify your buyers, you talk to your buyers. And I want to let, I, I don't want this to hold some of you back because some of you might be doing it virtually. So mm -hmm. you might be in another market where you can't be there. You haven't built up a team yet. You haven't built foot on the ground and all of a sudden you get a buyer's. I'm telling you this because I've done it. All right. Throughout I've like this October will be eight. Uh, it'll be nine years that um, we'll be in real estate. I have like up to today, I'm fortunate enough to not have any buyers go behind my, our back as I know of. There is one occasion where this buyer did. Um, it, he went through an agent and the agent, um, he drove off and then he came back. The seller happens to tell us, but we built a good rapport with the seller. The seller said, no, I'm not going to sell. The seller calls and say, hey, um, I thought that was your contractor. The guy came back and said, he's actually the buyer. He wants to buy the property. Well, I say, well, you know, and then how we handle this. I say, well, I can tell you one thing. That is our contractors, but he must now 
try mm -hmm. to go behind our back. If that's the kind of person you want to do business with, you know, then you can, but if he does that to us, he can probably do it to you too. And yeah. uh, things yeah. like that, you know, and, and we feel such a good with rapport with the seller that it end up didn't happen, but I don't want the fear of you saying, well, I I'm so afraid to send this buyer out. I'm afraid that I'm going to lose this deal because this buyer might go behind my back or talk price with the seller. The best you can do is prep the seller up, prep your buyer up, qualify your buyer and just do what you got to do and just send the buyer out there if you have to. Obviously, you know, just like what Daniel's saying, if you have somebody, then that's the best thing is have them go there to facilitate the showing for you. But I don't want you to have the fear because you don't have anybody, you got a deal, you got an interest buyer, and you're so afraid. I'm saying this because it happens to me. You're so afraid to send the buyer out there because you're afraid that they go behind your back, talk to the seller about the price, and then you end up losing the deals, and then you end up not sending that buyer out there. Okay, yeah. just prep the prep the seller up and say, hey, my contract is going to be there. They're just going to walk through and, and, and inspect the property for all the repairs. Talk mm -hmm. to um, talk to the buyer and say, hey, you're there on behalf of our company as a contractor to do the uh, inspection on the property. Um, please be professionals and don't you know discuss any pricing with the seller. That's between us. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we're in this to build business for long term. We don't want this to be a one time thing, and we trust you. Unfortunately, right now, so our guy is sick. You just say that. Don't say that we don't have anybody. Just say, hey, we trust you, right? And, 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 and one of our disposition guy or gal is, is, is sick today and cannot be there, but we trust you. We, we hope that we can, you can be professional. We're in this for a long term. So you basically built that up, right? Build it up, like up that high. Like, hey, I trust you, so please don't let me down. You know, <laughs> so that, that kind of thing. But qualify your buyers. When you get on the phone, yeah. You can feel it, you know, you can feel it. But like I said, sometimes you just got to take the chance and you just got to do what you need to do to get the deal done. And when, when the seller calls you and, and say, hey, what's going on here, this buyer, just build the re just, just talk uh -huh. to the seller, build that rapport, just talk uh -huh. to the seller and see how you can win it back and just do what you got to do. But just don't let the fear hold you back. That's oh, no, you can't. Listen, yeah, things are going to happen. No, yeah, no matter what, Kong said it so, so well, like it doesn't matter. Things are going to happen. You know, whether you have boots on the ground or whether you're doing it virtually, if the, if the guy wants to screw the, the deal up, it will. If he wants to go behind you, it will. Now, it comes down to how good your rapport is with the owner and, you know, with your buyer as well. So make sure that, you know, you have a good rapport established with your buyers as well because it goes both ways. So, mm -hmm. so um, we're great. So, Daniel, right now, so... Just an overview. So you got five five cold call for you. You have one mm -hmm. one dis one one disposition which and is one, one acquisition person. Yeah. One that sells a deal, and then you you are the one that takes down the deal, lock yeah. up the contract. Yeah. One more person. I just added one one more girl. So you and two other. Okay. Yeah. So you have a team of what? Uh, five, six, se uh, six, seven, including yeah. eight. Including myself, it's eight. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Now, how many cold, how many cold call does does one cold caller make a day? For a day, we are averaging around two thousand calls a day. One person. Per person, yeah. For for one person. For one person, yeah. Okay, two thousand. Okay, so two thousand calls for one person, and uh, let me see. Do you have them? Just sit there and pound the phone for a whole eight hours or, or what? For the whole eight hours, yeah. They, have, they, they take some breaks, but 
usually it's they, they are there. They're sitting there making the calls. Yeah. They're sitting there just pound the phone away. Yeah. If they do it eight hours a day, yes, they can read that number. If they don't, then it's half of it. Uh, okay, so depending on the list, you see there are some lists. If the list is big, like the absentee, you know, if it's big, it's gonna be that number. If it's not, it can vary to like six hundred a day to a thousand a day. So okay, yeah. and they still co-calling Craigslist and Zillow? No, no, we have we have in-house skip tracers that do the skip tracing. For okay, us. gotcha. So what company do you guys use for uh, skip tracing? It's in-house. In-house skip tracing? Yeah, so I have three guys that skip trace full time. Oh, okay. Yeah. They, they just, they do 40 hours a week each. So when we give them the list, uh, we have some subscriptions with a couple of websites. Like one of them is being verified and yellow pages. They will just sit there and, you know, go and compare the numbers and skip trace the whole list. Wait, so you have people that actually, you just, okay, so you have employees that skip trace for you? Yes. So you, so you don't send it into like a company? Like they actually... Like these three will skip trace, like take the list and skip trace, and they, they're actually your employee. Yeah, and they'll skip trace. Yes, that's correct. Three. Yeah, three of them. Okay. Because like, here's the thing. Sometimes when you send it to a big skip, skip tracing company, mm -hmm. if there are some numbers that are wrong, and you can send it back. I don't know. It, I haven't tried it, but I feel like if you send it back, you have to pay for it, right? When those guys, when they're here, if there's a problem with the number, hey, can you try skip tracing this number again and see if you can find a different number? Then they go back and they do it. And it's, they're already doing it. So okay. for wow. us, it, I like managing everything on the, like I like having my hands. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I like my tentacles to be in everything that sure. concerns my business. I want to know what goes in, what goes out. So that's why I have those guys in there to skip trace. Gotcha. Now what, now what skip tracing tools or, or that they're doing to skip trace the phone number one of them is is being verified and there's also yellow pages that yeah you can subscribe it's like i don't know i think one is wait ben one okay ben verify mm -hmm. yellow pages and then what else and those are the main ones that we use gotcha so they they will take the seller's name and then Skip yeah, the and the address, and then go through the list. You just have to subscribe, pay for the subscription fee. Okay. I think being verified is like sixty bucks or something a month. And yeah, a month. Um, and yellow pages is like twenty a okay. month if you want to have the premium thing. So and they will skip trace the list once they skip done skip, skip tracing the list. Then they'll send it over to the cold callers they'll upload it you know on the the calling platform and then they will the callers will pick it will take it from there and you know gotcha call and qualify people okay now daniel I, I know that you talk with lawn i know that your overhead is very very low so 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 right now what does your overhead uh, look like per month yeah including everything is about five thousand <laughs> employee and everything <laughs> with employees it goes a bit over that with employees we, we you can put it up to like seven seven a month seven thousand a month gotcha okay wow so okay so wow so five thousand and you're bringing 50 to 60 g a month that's incredible that's yeah <laughs> and no, that's going up because we are changing our fees too so that's gonna go up in the next few months yeah trying to average 10 five right now per deal that we get uh, that we sell. So that's going to go up, definitely. Okay. Your, your average deal size is about five to 10 K. 
that was before I joined CG, but since I, I joined CG, we are averaging about 10.5. So before the end of the year, we want to definitely, you know, bring it up to 15. But I mean, we are happy with where we are at right now. It's yeah. not like it's a problem, but, you know, as things get better, as we try to bring on more callers, yep. more acquisition, of course, you have to cater to that. So we definitely would like to increase that to 15. To, uh, to, about, uh, to, to, to an average about 15K? Yeah, per deal. That's per deal. our goal. And I think we'll reach it. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Awesome. So, oh my God. So let, let me see. Um, I just want to see if I'm, I'm missing anything here for everyone that's listening. Um, so, for, okay. So that's, okay. So that's the expense, five, 5,000. Danielle, do you think that, do you think now that you're doing more than your mentor? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Well, no, I think asked I you. At the time that you hire him on, do you know roughly how much he was doing? Like roughly? Shoot. I Probably. can't see someone making a lot, but only charge like 2,500 bucks. 2,500. Yeah, I think he's probably making 10 a month. I think he was month? making like 10K a month or something. Because it wasn't, it was, do, it was transitioning out of wholesaling mm. into multifamily, right? So it wasn't, it wasn't hardcore on wholesaling as before. So I don't think he was making a lot after yeah no i don't think so In so the, oh, now um danielle uh the one-on-one that you hired like was he was he very involved in helping you at all or what uh, at that price the first one no the first one was not the first dude no it wasn't <laughs> so you have another mentor beside that one yeah, I did. In 2018, I hired a guy that actually, that dude is averaging about two, 200K to 300K a month. He's still doing that right now. And How much that, is he charging you? That guy charged, I think he was charging 15. 15 15K? 10, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that dude was different, yeah. And is he still, uh, is he still um, mentoring you right now? No, no, no. That was for like a, a six month six month thing. Oh, just six months six months and done? Yeah, six months and done. Yeah. And but I mean it opened up he's the one that helped me structure the cold calling thing. Yeah. He was doing it too. So he was like, You gotta hire when I met him, I wasn't I didn't have any employees. It was just me doing it and he's like, Hey girl, you gotta change this. <laughs> you got to bring some more people on here and, and he helped me with that you know, structuring, hiring, making sure I was getting the right people, you know, helping me change my system, build reports with title companies, stuff like that. So gotcha. that one was way more hands-on. It was hands-on than the first, the yeah. first, for sure. Gotcha. I mean, you gotcha. pay what you get, you, you get right. what you pay for. Right. You know, you right. pay 2,500, you're going to get 2,500 service, which is teaching you what the book can teach you. So. Yep. Absolutely, absolutely agree. So see, the thing is, I think when it comes to education, people like people ask for this. Like, I, I, I gotta straighten this out. When it comes to education, people ask for a discount. For example, like, um, uh, like uh, they buy one of my packages and they say, "Con, can I get like a ten percent, fifteen percent, twenty percent discount?" Listen, off of five hundred dollars, a ten percent, a fifteen percent, it's not gonna change your life or your business. The question should be, Con, is that the is the value gonna be there? Like, like, like when it comes to education, it shouldn't be a discount, but it should be, is the value you're going to be there. And if you, if you yeah. trust the person, if you know the value is going to be there, I promise you, you're basically, when, when you ask for a 15, 10, 10, 15% discount, dude, this, you save yourself $50, $60. That's not going to change your life or your business. 
The question should be, if I pay, will the value be there? That's it. Like, 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 do you want, do you want it to save $50 or do you want the value? Like, like, you know, it, it, like, like, like when it comes to the education, it, you, you got to base on, it's not about what you're saving. It's will the value be there? Mm -hmm. Right. And will that person or whoever it is, the course or the package or the mentorship that you're getting, will they, will, will the value be there and will they deliver? That's it. 100%. Yeah. That, that, that's so true. I mean, that if I knew a guy like Kong, maybe in the beginning might have been different because you want people who are doing it. Like you want people who are doing it that are yeah. getting results. And if they're getting results and you just follow the footsteps, you know, don't try to go cheap on stuff. Like if, if there's a discount, then, then if, he afford, if he gives it to you, then that's good. But, you know, if you know that you're going to get the value out of it, because mostly if, a good, if you get a good mentor, that I can attest. If you get a good mentor or if you're in a good environment with people, the, men, the membership or the, yeah, whatever you have to pay will pay for itself. If the person is good or if the yep. group is good, it has to pay for itself. That's the yep. first time. And it doesn't take years before that happens. You have to, it has to happen within, for me, within the following weeks after you joined up with the group or after you meet the person, it has to be like this. You have to, it has to start coming or mm -hmm. else you, you're not doing, something is not right. The result has to show. So okay. I think that's how you can know whether you are with the right person or the wrong person. Agree. So the, the thing is, um, the thing is, you know, and, uh, Daniel, I know that, um, that's me. Wife, though. That's yeah. me. I would like to add that. That's me. That's my, those are my requirements. So yeah, 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 no, absolutely. I know that, uh, I know that, uh, the wife been uh, chatting with you and, uh, she really likes you. And, uh, I she love said, your wife. she's yeah, amazing. She said she that you're killing amazing. it now, Danielle, um, answer me this because I know that before, I don't know if you locked you up before uh, under contract virtually or not, but uh, could you share with me how's the King Kong script? Uh, like, uh, does it help your uh, business at all? <laughs> uh, Kong, your, your, your script is amazing. It's amazing. I mean, it's amazing. That's what we use for acquisition now. So, so now, Danielle, before that, before that, and uh, just be real, before that, did no. you lock you up under contract with the phone? It wasn't as much. So out of five, we'll probably lock one or two or something. But, now, but right now, we're getting up to like three or four. Yeah. Right. You doubled so, it. That, that I have to be honest, your script is good. It's helping our business grow. Awesome. Because the thing is, so, so, so Danielle's in our mastermind. She chat with the wife. She's been helping Lon, helping Lon setting up with Coke because we don't do a whole lot of cold calling. So Lon's like, man, Danielle's killing in cold calling. So she's been helping us with that. Lon got her the script and, and they just going back and forth and exchanging yeah. ideas and helping each other grow. So thank you so, so much uh, for that. Yeah. And she's the one that told me to hire the, you know, the acquisition, the virtual acquisition yes. girl. And she's like, no, she's going to take your time, train her well. And this week, the girl brought in two deals. Boom. I was going to text her that later on. I was going to be like, girl, thank you for the advice. Because she, she's been helping me tremendously, getting out of my comfort zone and do things differently. Like, you have to, to, to look, you know, on your business. You know, you have to be up and look down if you want to see results. So she's been really helping me with that as well. And as a friend too. So I thank you and her for that. 
Thank you. No problem, Daniel. Thank, thank you. We're right back at you. And the thing is, just like Daniel said at the beginning, you guys, the script is not to make you sound like a robot. What it is, mm -hmm. is it gives you a layout of questions to ask, what, what are some of the important things to ask, how to, how, it's not about what question you ask, it's how do you ask the questions to get the answer you needed, how, yeah. how to handle the rebuttal, how to overcome all the objections, and how to negotiate. And your job is to memorize it, and then what you need to do is put in your personalities, yes. and then have it becomes one. Like you and the script should become one, not like you're reading like a script like a robot. Mm -hmm. And it mm -hmm. takes time. It takes time for you to get used to it. And, and, and once you memorize it, once you talk to enough sellers, you'll be able to put in your own spin, your own personalities, then it becomes powerful. Then it becomes natural. It doesn't become like a robot because most people think like, oh yeah, I don't want to get it because I don't want to sound like a robot. No, you need- Oh, no, 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 no. I can speak to that. Your script is not like that. It takes you straight to the point. That's the one thing I noticed the first day Lon sent it to me, I read it. I was like, this script is good because it takes you straight to the point. It cut out all of the shishi, shasha thing. It's straight to the point. We're talking about what you want for your property. I'm showing you what I can do. Boom. Does it work? Yes. Let's do it. Very simple like that. That's what I liked about it. Because before, like, you know, I was going round and round and round and, you know, just be honest and be straight to the point. Here's what I can give you. Does it work? Yes. Does it doesn't work. Okay. What can we do? And I think your script helps a lot with that. Awesome. Daniel, th thank you. Thank you so much. So we're going to wrap this up. I think, Danielle, what are some, what are some tips, feedback, advice, that you can give to um, others that are starting out or, or trying to grow their business? Mm, I mean, you gotta do it. You know, I like Nike's slogan. Yep. You just gotta do it. Like, I mean, I came here not knowing real estate. I mean, of course, I have a background in real estate. My dad is an architect and he built houses, but I, I didn't know anything about wholesaling. And I learned, I didn't speak the language and I learned. Right. So you have to do what you got to do to be in the position you want to be in. Is it the mentorship? Then get it. Is it you going out there and knocking on door? Then do it. Is it you picking up the phone? Regardless of the fear, regardless of the uncertainty, you know, you pick up the phone, you have the Jay-Z song and then you make the calls. Right. So you, you can't let anything stop you from going after that. And again, you have to have a burning desire. That will be the, the beginning of all things. And Ken, Ken can tell you that, like, you have to have that burning desire. What, what do I want this to help me achieve? That thing has to be in you. And I think once you have that, once you figure out what is your why and what's making you wake up every morning, picking up the phone or, you know, doing that call, making that call will not be difficult for you. And also put in yourself constantly be putting in yourself whether it be books podcasts whatever it is do it even listening to this right now that's something you're doing for yourself so daniel very very well said and i know that you know how max maxwell said that you're one deal away listen you're one call away <laughs> Yeah, one call away. You only you're one, one, you're away. one freaking phone call away. So make it happen. If you're afraid of cold calling, listen to me. If you keep, if you let that hold you back from your goals and from your dreams, I can tell you one thing. It's your desire, your burning desire of wanting is not strong enough. When you want it bad enough, you will not let that phone hold you back from nothing. Nobody, nothing will and can hold you back. So go make it happen. I love it. Danielle, how can people get in touch with you? Maybe want to do business or whatever it is. With you? Um, so I'm on Facebook. Uh, and my Facebook is Danielle Kwasi. Um, that's where you can reach me. 
I'll do my best to answer you as, as quickly as I can. But Facebook and Instagram. I think Instagram is Danny Kwasi, D-A-N-I-E, and then my last name, K-O-U-A-S-S-I. That's where you can join, you can reach me. So thank um, you. And I mean, if you guys have any questions, of course, I'll be happy to help. I remember listening to podcasts now and, as, and reaching out to the people and asking questions. So I've been there and I'll do my best to answer you. So. Awesome. Daniel, thank you. Thank you so much. It's been so awesome. Um, please, uh, Daniel, can you text me the, your Instagram name? Of so course, I, can add I will. It, so I can I add it to the description because I'm not going to remember how to spell that. Anyways, you guys, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. For those of you who are having trouble talking to the seller, negotiating with the seller, you want to convert more leads into deals, lock more property up in contract, have that confidence to get on the phone, check out my King Kong seller script package. The link is in the descriptions. I'll show you how to talk, how to negotiate, overcome all the objections, all the rebuttal, gain that confidence so you can actually get on the phone, lock some deal up in contract, and make that money. But listen to me. Only if you're ready and committed to succeed in this business because the script is not magic. You cannot talk to one person, two person, three person, and expect to get results. The script is to give you the confidence, the outline of how I talk, how I negotiate, how I lock the open contract, but you must put in the work. Some of you forgot about the work. It takes work to make your dreams come true. Dreams oh, yeah. don't work unless you do, baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> Danielle, thank you so much. I, I hope you guys get a lot of value out of this. And if you do, please show my guests some love. Danielle, smash the thumbs up. Comment below if you also one of the girls or ladies that are listening to this. Show Danielle some love. Girl power. Let's rock and roll. And if you're new to the channel, boom, smash the subscribe button. Turn on the bell notification so you get notified when I upload a new video. You guys, thank you so much for listening. Danielle, thank you so much. Thank you, Kong, for having me. Appreciate that. Yep. Ciao.